0: Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One of the most significant events in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He was born for our salvation He was crucified for our salvation. He was raised up on the third day for our salvation. And now we are celebrating who he is and that he's not only come to the world, but he has come to our lives. Use the opportunity of this season to invite someone to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to these messages today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In this season that we are in, we are bombarded with images and advertising, dining and dancing, carols and cards, shopping and shipping, and countless other activities during this time we call, they call the holiday season, I call it Christmas season. I was asked this week to read uh, some Christmas stories to some elementary school kids, and I agreed, especially since it was at the elementary school that I attended in Fifth Ward. They had a selection of books that we could choose from, and they said, just go and choose a couple of books. and. I looked at the collection and I spread the books out and I looked and I looked and I looked and I was just trying to find a book that had something close to the theme of Jesus on Christmas, something close. I couldn't find anything close. I couldn't find an activity scene or anything that had the word Christmas in it. It was all holidays. And I say, and they want me to read to the children about Christmas. So I asked the kindergartners, whose birthday are we celebrating for Christmas? And one said, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Claus. Let me teach you a Christmas song since there's nothing in the book that I want to tell you. There's a song that says, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born. Sometimes what is lost in the activity Of the season is the real reason for the season. Christmas songs and some Christmas stories speaks of three wise men and sometimes they're referred to as the three kings of the Orient and I want to talk about them for a moment. What do we really know about these Wise men, and it's as we talk about this Christmas story. Even in the Bible, you you hear the stories of the shepherds in the fields, uh, the angels singing in the sky. Uh, you hear the story of King Herod as he tries to um, destroy the two year old and younger uh, kids, and all of these things. the manger scene, and all of this, and then we do have a little snippet of the magi, the men that are coming to uh, worship this new baby. So who are they and where did they come from? We're told they come from the east, but we don't know where in the east and we don't know how far they come, but we know that they came from a long way. How many of them were there? Some people say three, but the Bible never tells us how many. The Bible doesn't say that there are three wise men. They just tell her that these men came. In the second century, a church father named Tertullian suggested that these men were kings because the Old Testament had predicted that kings would come to worship him. He also concluded that there were three kings based on the number of gifts that were provided, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. We really don't know uh, who they were and we really don't know how wise they were, but there are some things that we do know. In the original manuscript, they were called magi from from the ancient Iranian word, which is used to describe people who acted very strangely, people who were captivated by astrology spells and incarnations or incantations and they may have dressed a lot different than they did over in the Holy Land. The Latin word magi is the word from which we get the words like magicians and magic. So we don't know who they were. We don't know exactly where they came from But why doesn't Matthew give us any more information about them than he gives us? He only gives us some sketchy information about these men. I'm not sure I know exactly, but I I can suggest that the details of these men are left out because he doesn't want us to focus too much on them. He wants us to focus on the one that they came to worship. He tells us that these men says, we are trying to find this king, and we want to worship him. They were seeking him, and I was thinking about this. These men, whether two or three or more, came from a distant land. They were prominent men. They had gold, and they had frankincense. They had these gifts and they had uh, education that we know that they were good with astronomy and astrology because they followed this star, this star spoke to them. And I was thinking now, did did this star speak to all of them or did it speak to one of them and one convinced the others? You know, when you were in that time and you had to go to a distant place, you didn't get on an airplane. That was quite a journey that you had to get your uh, supplies together and get everything together and get on these camels. That was quite a ride. So I'm not just going to take a ride because you say, hey, let's go somewhere. They, had, uh, they were struck with this, this star that spoke to them. And I believe God was speaking to them and spoke into their hearts. And they had a motivation to go and seek this child. So I want to tell you that these wise men were seeking Jesus and I believe that wise men still seek him today. Wise men and women will still seek him to worship him. Let's look at this text in the book of Matthew chapter 2 and I'll read this to you since I'm reading Christmas stories this week, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, chief priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Jerusalem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go make a careful search for the child. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route." These men traveled for many days from their home and their country to find Jesus and to worship him. The heavens spoke to these men. The prominent character in this story is the star. The star spoke to them where they were and when they finally Ended their journey, the star stopped over the house where Jesus was. God was speaking through the stars. You know, sometimes people will tell you today that they don't know whether God even exists and whether God is real and they don't even believe in God. But uh, Paul said to the Romans in chapter 1, he says, uh, men are not going to have excuse because the very nature, creation speaks to you. And what he was saying was this, if you look out at the stars and the skies and the moon and nature and the sun coming up and the sun going down and all of the things of nature, uh, you don't have sense enough to believe there's a God, something's wrong with you. Because nature is speaking to you. And nature was speaking to these men wherever they were. They could have been pagans. We don't know. They don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. They didn't serve the God of Israel. But the nature spoke to them directly so much so that it motivated them to get up from where they were and go out to try to find Jesus. I don't know where you are today, but let God speak to you where you are and motivate you to get from where you are to find where Jesus is and then worship him. There was something on the inside of them that motivated them to take this journey. And I believe there's something on the inside of every person that will cause them to wanna seek something spiritual. You can go to every culture in the world, even those that may be uh, in some place that have been isolated from everybody else in the world. You will find that they're worshiping something outside of themselves. We all have this innate desire to worship. They may worship a tree. They may worship an animal. They may worship their ancestors. But everybody is looking to worship. But who are you going to worship? Are you seeking to be fulfilled this morning because... Maybe your life is empty and you need to worship. We're unfulfilled when we cannot answer the most basic question that a person can ask. And that question is, what is the meaning of my life and why am I here and why am I existing? What is my life going to be like or what is the end of my life is going to be? Am I significant? Do I have any significance at all? This is Jerry G. Martin and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message for the season. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring peace, to bring salvation and bring his joy into our lives into our heart. We sing joy to the world. This year has been a tumultuous year. Many of us do not have the joy of the Lord in us today. We may not have the peace of God in our hearts right now because of all the things that have been going on around us. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still seeking to save those who are lost. He's still bringing his joy and he's still bringing his peace to every one of us who will turn our hearts toward him and invite him into our lives and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. He was born so that we can be born again and have a new life in Christ Jesus. I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We are meeting in person on Sundays. For more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. I also invite you to join us online each Sunday at 10 a.m. at lowcf.org. Again, that's L org, and then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus call us if you need church supplies communion supplies offering envelopes Bibles or books or study material 281-441-2885 again that's 281-441-2885 now for the light of the world may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time